On this DMV Sports Roundtable, HBO's Hard Knocks will feature the other Gruden, John Gruden, and the Oakland Raiders, while we focus on Ashburn and later this summer Richmond and the Redskins training camp. I'm Dimitri Sotis with all three of our sports supernovas, Jamal Bowens, the security guard who can barely sleep at night because of all the sports knowledge crammed into his brain, our gambling expert Chris Cheon, he made a few hundred bucks on DraftKings recently, and our Redskins beat reporter George Wallace, who has brought in one of his training camp brothers, Ben Standig who covers the skins for NBC Sports Washington. We start with HBO's Hard Knocks cameras on the other side of the country, in Oakland. They're going to cover the Raiders yeah. this year. So As Jay suggested. Jay they, they suggested, yeah. I HBO thought, listen. You know, yeah. I mean, the Raiders are entertaining no matter what. I mean, this year or next, I would think, right? Either yeah. way. I mean, but, you know, I, I thought there was a chance the skins get it. I thought it was a chance also, but it's it's with it's the, the can of worms that you might open when you put them out in front of the audience that HBO has. Because it's not just going to be what they have on when they're filming Hard Knocks. You're going to have people, the name's going to come up. There's going to be other things that pop up. Oh, of course. You know, and, and that's maybe, what we all want to see. No, nobody wants to see. Somebody was, tell, <laughs> somebody was telling me that I was wearing Redskins goggles. In other words, that the nation is not nearly as infatuated with the team as we are around here. And for whatever reason, they no. care about all the Oakland storylines. Well, the Oakland storylines, because you have, everybody knows Antonio Brown, yeah. and, and his, his antics are known across the country. Uh, Jay Gruden, John Gruden, everybody knows Chucky, and then you've you got Mayock, and everybody that follows NFL Network knows him, and you bring in a certified crazy person with Richie <laughs> Incognito, so what could go wrong? Yeah. The... the, the uh, I, I thought the Raiders, they may hold them for one more year because next year they would be in Las That's Vegas. That's what we were saying. Now, granted, they, I don't think they're doing training camp in Las Vegas because that would probably be insanely too hot. Right. Uh, here's the reality, I think, on the Redskins. Now, the Trent Williams story came late, and that does add some intrigue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in general, the Redskins are kind of boring. Like, there's really, I mean, they, the most exciting player on the team is. Dwayne Haskins, Haskins by default, just because yeah. of, he's a rookie. Like yeah. they, they don't have. And didn't Allen say that? Didn't he say if we get well, it? All they're going to do is talk to Haskins, Haskins anyway. To Haskins, yeah, right. From like a national it's, perspective, it's they're just there's just yeah. not that much to, that's going on other than it's the Redskins and there's always some yeah. something well, going right. on. And that's, that's why what, that's the name would come up because there's nothing else player wise that anybody else outside of. Redskins Nation even cares about. Yeah. And other people watching be like, well, what but about they have the name? Some characters. Norman's kind of out there. But, they, I mean, but I, that, that other people, you know, yeah. outside of this fan base would be that inter- interested right. to see. Norman, probably the most, but when you, you can't you compare Alabama, that to Antonio you Brown. Angle, you had the Trent thing. Well, the Trent I thing mean, like Adrian played. Peterson's obviously a name, and, and uh, you know, Darius guys. But yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's uh, about Oakland, ha- Oakland has more stuff. Also, yeah. I think, even though the Redskins couldn't say no based on the, the rules, they could make life difficult, I assume. Yeah. And therefore, I suspect they were like, look, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you want to come here. You're probably right, 100% right. Do what that, you want. That but. they're probably like going to make it miserable for But again, as yeah. maybe uh, for fans of other teams, I, I hate to put it this way because it's, it's my team, but isn't it a bit like watching a car wreck and wouldn't that hmm. be fascinating television? Yeah, I think for us that are on the inside of it, I would love to hear how some of those conversations go down. I mean, that's just, well, as a fan in general, you love, I love hearing that stuff behind the, you know, behind the scenes stuff. I love hearing coaches mic'd up on the sidelines. So I would love that knowing how we deal with those people day in and day out, how some of those conversations go down, how, you know, Gruden is, we've seen Gruden on the show before, but 
you know. That's about all you're going to get. We talked about this before when we discussed hard And who knows? It may have made our lives miserable in Richmond. Who knows? Well, you guys are getting get some camera time. You guys will definitely get more yeah. camera time. But in, in terms of people, you know, <laughs> wanting to see interactions with how Dan Snyder is, how Bruce is, how to, you're not going to see any of that. Yeah. And if you do see it, it's going to be prepared. It's going to be uh, something that's already been cultivated, and it's not going to be real. And other than that, there's not really much to. You're not going to see any car right. wreck stuff. There's on no Antonio Brown here. No, yeah. like that's a story. Oh, there's going to be there going to be fights in that one. That's going to be. I can't Richie wait to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. The only only I mean, thing what? that I I regret is done. I would wish that Marshawn was just there one more year. Yeah, <laughs> just if you put Marshawn in the mix with the rest of them. That just make that's you can't stop watching it yeah. because that's something that's entertaining, but also could potentially be a car wreck and every single the episode. The other fun thing is going to be see Mike Mayock too. Dude was on TV two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know now he's making the decisions. Is this, is this a trend going on now? Because now you have uh, McShay, McShay is a candidate uh, Dan, for the Jets. Daniel Jeremiah. Oh, I well, saw Daniel that. Jeremiah Wait, McShay, was McShay got hired. No, well, no, no, he, he, he was, was a candidate. Considered a candidate with the Jets. Yep, with the Jets. But Daniel Jeremiah, I believe, has like he, no. He 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 was it. a scout with the uh, with the Ravens, so he he is he is qualified. But in terms of TV guys, you know, now you've getting Mayock. Did he open the door for you know? Nobody's giving Mel Kiper a job. I would hope not. <laughs> but you know, McShay and and maybe some young guys coming up. Then maybe the door is open to some of these TV analysts and, and draft experts to be in front off positions. I don't know if it was necessarily the GM. It was a, a front office position right. of some sort. I drove Mel Kuyper's Lexus once. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's, cool. let's talk about OTAs. Ben didn't come in and talk well, about uh, Hard no, Knocks. No, and, and I was going to say, Hard Knocks or not, we would still be relying on you two guys and uh, everybody else to tell us what's happening out there. What's happened now, and then the break, and then training camp. What well, did you observe? Well, I think Ben could probably agree that, you know, we saw four weeks of a, the beginning of the quarterback battle, and, you know, mm. Keenum obviously is ahead right now. He was running with the ones all the time and I think that's going to be you know, I, look If and Haskins has a, lo- a long way to go he said it, he's going to be here all of July he told us that yesterday um, but I, you know I don't know how you're leaning towards it but I just don't know how you're, how Dwayne starts I know we had a conversation talking about it yesterday that how Dwayne starts week one Is it too much to say he looks lost right now? I, I thought during minicamp he definitely looked like the rookie. It wasn't yeah. hard to figure out who was the guy that needed more more reps, which isn't to say that's a bad thing. Yeah. That's abnormal. That's expected. Yeah. But, but like when you like my thing on the Redskins was going into this. If you if you point to every position on offense, what's the point to one position where you can feel really good about th- that player at that position? Over sixteen games, and the answer to me would be almost nobody because the one guy you might have been able to say. Was Brandon Scherf, but he was coming off a torn pectoral injury. Mm-hmm. Right, that was before Trent Williams' <laughs> situation came right. up. So now you're telling me your wide receiver situation is what? Josh Dotson is your best guy. That's not great. Jordan who wasn't Reed, there. It wasn't at the OTAs yesterday. By right. The way. I mean, Jordan Reed. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, he's on the side. He's always kind of hurt. He does, and even beyond that, he just has not looked the same. And then the offensive line, I mean, Lord, if you're telling me Eric Flowers has to play at all, let alone, (laughs) I don't even know who the left tackle is. There's no way I'm throwing Dwayne Haskins out there anytime soon. That would be my take. I'm not turning him into the next Derek Carr. I'm going to give that time, especially since you do have Case Keenum. 
you just it's up to, but this is where I think the franchise the mentality comes into play. Are they willing to accept that go you know th- that they're going to maybe annoy some of the fan base by not starting the rookie if they can avoid peer you know that kind of pressure, they should be all right. But if they actually oh we have to start the kid, oh man, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> it has no. And like we talked about, you know, Keenum. He was yeah one game one game away from the Super Bowl, but he had a ton of weapons there. Mm. Who you know Paul Richardson hasn't played. Uh, Josh Doxson, Jordan Reed, who may or may do something in training camp. Who knows? You have Adrian Peterson, who was banged up a little bit at the end of last year, but still he's got some the, years the, on the, him. Health wise, the running back core is what you lean on, whether it's Case mm-hmm. or, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. or Haskins. The thing to. that it, and people and guys, who knows when guys is going to be free right. go. You know, we'll, we'll, all camp will, camp will show that he's supposed yeah. to be ready for that. We'll see. And and people were kind of up in arms when Jay said he liked the uh, wide receiver core, and I see why people would say that. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at it. Nothing. Do they have anybody proven? No. No. They have a number one. No. What they have Cam is Sims Hall of Famer. Well, what they have is youth and potential. You have Quinn McLaurin, Sims, Kelvin Harden, Kelvin Harden. And those guys, they Robert Davis, and I don't know how much this this Leron Landry Jr. look he has is going to translate yeah. to the field. But what you have there is youth, and you have uh, there's opportunity there. I don't know what any of them can do, but they all bring different skill sets. McLaurin can run great routes, speed. We know what Trey Quinn can do when healthy. Cam Sims when healthy. Yeah. And Harmon was a steal. A lot of people had him going in the third round. And to get him in the sixth could be potentially a steal. I don't know what you're going to – I don't expect him up from Doxon. I don't expect him to be here. Did you I don't Jay know if he even plays much. Ben, did you tell me, were you in there for Jay yesterday? Yes. When he, when he was talking about all of a sudden Jay said something like, well, I don't know how many opportunities are going to be for Doxon this year. Basically like – Like he'll be here in, in body but not, not well, used. If the young guys step up, then – I mean, how'd you take that? Uh, I, I took it as well. I, I mean, that, that actually was my question to him. I took it as I said, like, oh, that's well, right, you was yours. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but so I basically framed it as well, you, you've been asked this question now for four years. That's but right. what are the what's the real what are the real realistic expectations for Josh Dotson at this point? And you know, at some point, we all probably uh, overanalyze whatever Jay says, but that's our job. And he his phrasing was. Ah, I mean, we have a lot of guys. We, we have we have Chris Thompson. We have I know, but we have other receivers. Well, you're, I mean, in theory, you're supposed to say he's clearly the number one receiver on our team. We spent that, the first round pick lie. on him. Well, I mean, but that's, <laughs> that's a lie. We have high expectations <laughs> for Josh to lead this group. Yeah, I think. Right. Well, you know, but you when, would expect. But that. is that what you want to hear from him? But when, I, the, that's when the, the questions were asked of him, PC thing to of, say. Of, yes. Well, when the question was asked to him by Julie Donaldson about his expectations. I don't discuss that. I don't. Well, what do you? Who said I, that? Doxon said that. Yeah. Oh, I don't I remember. Well, that. He, Julie, Julie Donaldson okay. in the I think it was minicamp. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't give much. So why should anybody else? Well, um, he, he actually gave an interview, which is more than he's done before. Right? There was yeah. a time when he was completely silent. Somebody else wanted to interview him yesterday, and he yeah, wasn't but there. he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. he, he did the interview, but he didn't give much. I, I would. Yeah. I, it was I, a symbolic gesture. But he's only doing the interviews because he's like, oh damn, I'm I'm about to lose my job here. <laughs> I would say just a larger point. It's not right. so much what the what the PC thing to say is. It's to the point of. The reason why the Redskins receiving core looks dicey is because the guy at the top, we have no idea what he's going to do. All the kids are interesting, and that would be nice, but it only works if 
you have stable pieces at the top. I always look, it's third and eight. The quarterback has the ball. He wants to throw it to a receiver. Where is it going? There is nobody on this team right now where you're going to throw it. There's no Julian Edelman. There's no Pierre Garçon from a few Garcon, years ago. That's 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 well, well, they, well, let's see now because Pierre is available. That's not happening. I don't, I, I just throw that out that's there. That's not happening. There's some people available. He's not happening. But I, Why? Know, because it's his body broken no, down? No, 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 no. It's, it's the, the the relationship. I don't think. Oh, really? It's I, like that? I mean, I don't think it's that. I'm not sure. Six guys they have, if it, it, the, the they have a, a clear six. It's an interesting six. It's just the guy at the top is not good. And I don't think no Pierre Garçon at this point would change that. It's just a matter of can Josh Dotson develop into a steady performer. He's has zero one hundred yard games in his career, and uh, you know, there are, not the greatest of hands. Dimitri and I watched him drop what a couple pass. Was that Atlanta? That was nasty. That was an ugly. It was bad. <laughs> I, I would give Garcon, Garcon because there is no veteran presence in this wide receiver room. Paul Richardson. Like I said, there's no veteran presence <laughs> well, in this wide I mean, receiver room. Pierre's not going to come in here and deal with this. There's no way. We saw Pierre. It was, it was, I'm just saying. Just, Speaking just to, of just veterans, to though, to switch to the running back group, was it you tweeted about Samaj Pirine? Or I saw oh, something yeah. that, that Jay Gruden, Gruden threw it out there. Jay continues to talk about Samaj Pirine. What do you think? You said like a smoke screen to huh? me. Huh? Like is he looking, he looking well, good? You can't. First of all, you can't tell. We can't we're tell talking about this yesterday. That. These guys are in helmets. They're in shorts. They're when the running backs hit the hole. You're not. You're not touching them. So you can't tell a thing on how anybody looks. He has not had an opportunity to fumble yet. The thing is going to be with him is when you have it's how how healthy these guys going to be. Is he going to be able to practice? Okay, you got Peterson, you got Chris Thompson, and then you've got Byron Marshall and. Uh, Samaje, and then at some point Bryce Love's gonna be ready to go. Mm. I think I think Bryce is pupped, uh, probably this season. The whole year? Well, not the whole year. I just probably, had high hopes for him when he came in. I was probably hoping have. he'd do a little bit better in the league. So when I see some encouraging things wait, about Samaje, see, now, I liked him when we, he was coming we, in. Well, who, who who was talking him up first, and then you kind of got on the band. You had to go back <laughs> in the archives. That's fair. That's no, no, fair. No, that, is, that is fair. As, you you were first. As our colleague Chris Russell until pointed he started out fumbling, and then now he's your guy. Yeah. Until Chris Russell pointed out yesterday. Remember last year, Peterson wasn't brought in until. P. Ryan went was hurt, so right. Jay was going to give him the ball. Yeah, when it, when he's right? not, is that what we were talking about yesterday? It's yeah. all ball security. I think P. Ryan is. And I've always said it. When he came in from Oklahoma, he is one of those runners that gets stronger as the game goes on, and you can wear down a defense with a running back like him. Problem is. He'll have a good run, then he'll put it on the floor. Who is the running back that went to Indianapolis that is no longer in the league from Florida? God, the name is escaping me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the same situation, not, right? Uh, Matt Jones of, was a good runner. Just well, oh, I, oh, I, Matt Jones. I don't. I, to me, though, it's, it's apples and oranges. Because first, or number Matt one, Matt Jones was a reach. He never should have been taken in the third round. Rob He's, Kelly's still out there. Not a third round. Oh, oh, let, let him stay where he is. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Let him stay where he is. Question for Ben. Uh, could they make up for any potential receiver inadequacies with all the running backs they have. Well, I mean, they're definitely going to have to r- r- lean on that group. I mean, if you, if you look at each offensive unit, the running back one is probably the best. And that said, Adrian Peterson did fine last year, but he, you know, the numbers faded as the season went along. The offensive line looks dicey, and he's not a young kid anymore. Darius Geis, as fun as he may be, he's never taken an NFL snap, and Chris Thompson's always hurt, and that's the best group. So, uh, even with that, there's promise there, but like to, it's hard to know exactly 
what uh, what they're going to get. But yes, especially if Haskins is in there, you're going to have to lean on the Mm -hmm. running game heavily. And and like to the point of Piran, while he may have looked interesting or not, I think Piran's issue is going to be the three guys I just said are basically roster locks, Mm -hmm. and the 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 fourth running back, if they're keeping one, that guy's got to probably play special teams. And if it's not, and he also has to battle Byron Marshall, who is uh, a bit of guy that Gruden has liked. Mm-hmm. So you have to battle Marshall, but also the fifty third guy on the roster, yeah. essentially, who because yeah. injuries are going to happen at other spots, and they may have to say we have to keep. I'm making this up a fifth safety because somebody is hurt, and we need to keep. Well, we don't want to put him on IR, right. and then we need to keep somebody else. And so that if P Ryan's like that last guy, that could be his problem. So the running backs are interesting. I, I will say I think Darius Geis is a lot, we probably haven't talked enough about him yet because he's um, I mean uh, talked about meaning the media collectively because he hasn't been on the field. Yeah. The Redskins had no speed last year, no playmaking. That is where a guy like Darius Geis comes into play. If he he's a guy who can turn you know the little crease into a twenty yard play, they didn't have that. If that happens, then that makes everything a lot better. But until he's on the field, you know it's hard to say. And unfortunately, the only glimpse that we saw of him. Showed us everything in that one play against against uh, New England in the yep. preseason. Mm. He shook off tackles, showed speed, got people out of the way. Unfortunately, got hurt. But in that one glimpse, as a fan, you're like, "Oh my, this is it!" Mm-hmm. And then he was gone. But that, like, that encapsulates in that one run. You could watch any amount of highlights of Darius. That one run encapsulates everything that you would see from him or expect from him when healthy. You saw, and you saw. Well, you saw at LSU and you anyway. You saw in the first game of the season. You forget you saw Cam Sims for a second and Trey Quinn for a second. And yeah, I mean, there's this whole thing is a big what if. I'll tell you what, Cam Sims caught pretty much everything in camp these past few weeks. I, I, I I'm, I'm buying all the Cam Sims stock. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I already put him last. I already put him in the mini camp Hall of Fame. Yeah. He, he looks, mm. uh, he looks all kinds of. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what that translates to. But uh, I mean, that's the thing. He looks good. McLaurin looks super interesting. He's yeah. crazy fast. I really liked Kelvin Harmon coming said, out. Yeah, I was surprised he slipped to the sixth. Uh, six zero. And Trey Quinn. I just hope he can stay healthy. Uh, but he's obviously looked. Pretty good coming out of slot. Those and those are your guys. six. There's your six with with Richardson and Doxon. Yeah, yeah. So Davis is. What well, is he, it? Has he, he been out there? No, he's, 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 he's still hurt. Out there. So he just so he just looking strong. And then you got, he and hasn't then, played yet. And then you've got well, then Brian uh, Quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Listen, I'm just oh, bringing up names. All right. Yeah, Jay, I mean they keep bringing them back for a reason. I know. Jay I don't Gruden, know what the reason is. But. Jay Gruden's mentioned Steven Sims and undrafted for agent a few times. I've heard his Whenever name. Gruden mentions guys, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Darvin Kidd. What did he say yesterday? Speaking about his, I was really. Re- he said three reallys. Really, really, really impressed with Fabian Moreau this past week. Did you hear that yesterday? Uh, I must have been tweeting at that moment. As, as, as someone who has been uh, waiting I mean, to, for to Fabian. That sounds good to me because yeah. I've been waiting for that breakthrough moment from yeah. him to because I, I think he's got all the tools, especially at the slot, and I think he can help out the secondary tremendously. Now, where do you think <clears throat> the people's? What, what are they saying on Twitter? The the people was it John Kime calling the people's cornerback? People's uh, Jimmy Moreland. Moreland. Jimmy or, or JMU another, Jimmy oh, F and Moreland. Another mini camp Hall of Famer. Had four picks that we saw. Was it five for the, five. the entire? Shazer Everett had a pick six. They, they said he's a he's a he's a ball magnet, he's a ball hawk. But you've got he's got to get through 
Yeah, Strowman, I mean, yeah. Danny Johnson. I mean, these are all and, and the it's cornerback, the same thing. You the got young corners. The corner position I think, is going to be interesting because you've is a lot of young. T- you lot. got what do they want to do with with Alexander? Yeah, I mean, he, people of course want to make him a safety because he's big, but I don't know if they'll feel comfortable doing that or if they need to do that. And then you got Cromartie, who Cromartie probably have, be all over the place. And you, uh, he wasn't there yesterday either, was he? I don't think so. No, uh, Dunbar's situation too. I mean, it's, that's a that's a nerve. Yeah, how is he looking? Is he he's moving around or is he on the side fields or what is? No, he, I mean, was, he did eleven eleven the other day, he did right? Stuff, yeah, he right? was he yeah. was uh, he was out there. He was he was uh, he was doing everything. I would just say in general. I mean, in terms of the, the Redskins, other than the defensive line, which is a bunch of young guys, but obviously really interesting. It's just hard to look at any particular unit and just get terribly excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the Kerrigan Montez Sweat you can uh-huh. start to, to get an intrigue there, but you know, to, until Sweat gets on the field and actually does something, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy yet. But he looks interesting. But that's the thing with this team; they have just enough at every position to be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then they have just then there's enough questions to be like, oh, that's the problem. Well, maybe I need to tread lightly here. Question mark. And, that, and that's why the seven and nine predictions are are pretty yeah. common every year. I mean, again, Trent Williams could change it all. If Dwayne Haskins starts, even if that's the right move, that could lower the win total just because he's a rookie. But they look like an average team with a chance for more, but a lot of questions across the board. There's what? question marks and arguments. You could make your argument for yourself, uh, argue with yourself about any position mm-hmm. on this team. You say, okay, there are positives here. The thing that but they then don't... everything else, there's another question. And what encapsulates the whole thing is health. And, and you is know health. That's, you know... that's the, the one common denominator of everything that we can say about any position on this team As a, when you're talking about the opportunities. It's health. It's a, if health is there, then maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're looking at 9 and 7 and 10 and 6. You, you can't have 24 guys on IR again. But the thing that Jay doesn't need either, and it's unfortunate, is this Trent Williams thing. With so many things no, in there, you don't need this. Well, well, you know what? It's just they don't need it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and no, they don't. You know, I mean, it's. it's it, Jay doesn't need a lot of things, Jay. especially being on potentially the last Jay year. So he, he doesn't need any anything to go wrong. And and he said it himself that, hey, if, if I don't make the playoffs. They can bring hard knocks here all they want to because I won't be here. And they own mortality. And if he's not here next year, they won't have to do it because it'll be a new coach. <laughs> you you wow, guys set the table beautifully for my next question. Do you expect Jay Gruden to behave with a little more reckless abandon? Maybe go for it on fourth more or, or, or whatever because he's on the bubble. It's like, if I don't do this, I'm gone. Risk-taking, I mean. So, one interesting thing about this bubble is that it's... Granted, he threw it out there himself, so we don't. it's not us just speculating. But to some degree, it is just all of us speculating. Because a lot of people thought he might have been gone after this year. I didn't necessarily, but some people did. And the, the reality is that the... Uh, because the fact that Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen specifically are running the show, I don't really know that Gruden is on as much of a hot seat as people think. I mean, he was the first guy under Snyder to get an extension. Look, if they get four wins this year, that would be pretty hard yeah, to justify to anything it, else. Yeah. But, like, you know, the, it's similar to the other team that I cover that I suspect we may talk about with the Wizards. I, for years, people kept saying, why does Ernie Grunfeld have a job? And I kept saying to people back, you're asking the wrong question. Why does Ted Leonsis continue to employ him? Right. So the question is why Jay Gruden? I mean, he hasn't. They haven't made the playoffs since 2015. But when I look at Jay Gruden, I think he's been fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't go, "Wow, this is terrible." So my only point is, it, as long as he's doing effectively what they're 
what they envision to some degree. Maybe bring Dwayne Haskins along at some point. I don't necessarily see it like he has to be playing for his job the way we on the outside looking at the, the the record and the stats automatically assume. But he clearly is aware, and I don't I don't think it's in his personality to go crazy. But I would just say I I, I don't I don't know if the, the the level of desperation is as much there as maybe we're assuming based on normal circumstances. Because I think Jay is just Jay's that kind of guy like well. Whatever. Right. That's just Jay. That's <laughs> yeah, just Jay. He's not going to change he, his team. No, he's team. not going to press. And we, know, be him. and we know Dan likes him, obviously. They praise him a lot for uh, as far as personnel. They they both have said that. Bruce has said it too. And the players like him a lot too. Yeah. I mean, they've you know what some guys are willing to come out and say stuff. I re- I almost never hear the issue of an issue of being Jay Gruden. Correct. They may be other people, but not him. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I think I think he's. You got to win at some point, but I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's like wow, if he doesn't make the playoffs, this thing's he's, he's toast. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him changing anything. I, but I, and also, it could be like you said, it could be how they finish. If Haskins comes along and Haskins is you know getting along with Jay, you know Snyder could go to Dwayne. Hey, how's it, how's everything with Jay? Right. <laughs> and Dwayne like, will yeah. decide. Like and and then, I mean, in that's that situation, just, they're not necessarily tied at the hip, right? You know, like some but coaches. Are court, by the way, well, Kevin you, O'Connell is going to be the next head coach. You can write that down. But the, I uh, wouldn't doubt it. The, the the other component to this is go all the way back to when Marty Schottenheimer was here. Part of the reason, if not the main reason, why Marty Schottenheimer was gone after one year was because the way his coaching style was, he basically told the owner to go sit in the corner and I'm going to run the yeah. show in a certain mm-hmm. way. And you can argue that he was things were trending in the right direction, how that season finished, but it wasn't fun for ownership. Yeah. If you let Jay Gruden go. You could bring in uh, a, a guy who will not try to uh, buck the system, but on the other hand, you know, right now you know Jay Gruden is at least a get-along guy to some degree. He's now he's willing to seemingly be in in line with what they're thinking. You bring in somebody else, maybe you have now Mike Shanahan, who in a year or two is autom- is, is going to be a, a pain, and now there's uh, you know disharmony between the front office and the coaching staff. So there's a lot of factors to consider. I suspect, maybe I'm wrong, that right now. They generally like Jay. I think so. I think they're all. I think they're buddies. I think I they get along. I want to get the whole connection. I, I think that's just. You, that's the kind of vibe I get. That's what I get. That's the sense I get. I want to welcome the change right now because it's a crapshoot. And just like what Ben said, anything when you talk about hiring a coach for this particular team or this organization, it's a crapshoot, and it could work. Or it could be a disaster, and they mostly turn out to be disasters. I would rather just. Hanging there with Jay, even though I haven't been the biggest fan of Jay's, but when I look at what it could be for them bringing in somebody else, and if, like you said, if they buck the system, they don't go along with it, then we're looking at a, another revolving door. I would rather just stick with Jay if, they, if that's the case, and, and try to get as far as we can. Because if you get into another revolving door situation, who just like with the quarterbacks, who knows how long it's going to last? Well, with all that being said, then why did Jay make that joke? As he brought up, you know, having his brother on hard knocks, I'm not going to be here. He said, if we don't make the playoffs. Well, like I said, I mean, there is at some point you have to at some point win. If they don't make the playoffs for another, what would that be, four years in a row? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at some point, even even if you you like somebody, you may have to make a a, a decision. The, the the one thing is, I would think with Haskins, you could look at it one or two different ways. Like if you could view it as well. We're one year into the Swain Haskins situation. Maybe it's better now to, to to bring in somebody new, 
before we get too far deep in with him, or you could view it as well. Jay Gruden and, and Kevin O'Connell have been with this kid for a year. We've seen enough to believe that, the, that he's headed in the right direction. And regardless of the team record, that's the most important thing. Get this guy up and running because we know you have to have a quarterback in this league. So I think Jay is being realistic with mm-hmm. with just how society works, football society works. At some point, you're, it's going to be your day. You're all there. You get hired to be fired. Um, but on the other hand, you know, there, there's I think there's enough potential positives that that it could go go away. But also, I mean, football's crazy with all the injuries. I mean, even like last year, what was it? Were they six and three when Alex Smith yeah. gets hurt. Yeah. I don't think they were like a great team, but they were trending to make the playoffs. Right. He gets hurt and things fall apart. Do you blame that on Jay Gruden? Ah, I don't know. I mean, how do you? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. So there's so many factors that go into this. But um, I think Jay is wise to be to be uh, to, to not buy the uh, ripe bananas, as it were. <laughs> but at the same time, there may be some reason to think that you know he he could get beyond this here, even if they don't make the playoffs. I think it's also pers- part of his personality. Jay is not too big to laugh at himself. He makes jokes. He's a laughy, jokey guy, and there is a lot of truth to what he said. But. You know, he said, "Hey, that's that's it is what it is, and it's that's the situation that I'm in. I'm not going to overlook it like it's not there, and it's fine. I, I can make light of it. It's fine. We'll we'll go on with it. And I would rather have that than look at a, a someone that seems like they're under pressure because of the uncertainty, the fact that they may be a lame duck coach in this year, and it, for him to handle it with some humor." It makes me feel better as a fan. Like, okay, that's that's not bogging him down. He's he's going through this season like nothing is happening, nothing's changing. We're going to go out and try to win games. It's just not going to hang over his head and affect his decision making or how he you know handles coaching this season, which is fine by me. I'd rather have that than someone who's got a cloud of pressure hanging over him and is going to turn out to make bad decisions or you know whatever have you. I'm fine with the way he's taking it. Yeah, very little uh, good comes out of uh, kind of thrashing around and panicking. No, no so. because you're going to make everybody else who's going to feel that pressure. Yeah, and we, especially if he, if you let's say you you have Haskins starting, Haskins as a rookie does not need the pressure of a head coach who is fighting for his job and to feel that as a rookie you don't want to have that you know breathing down your neck and hanging over your shoulders if you're a rookie just trying to make everything simple. And, and acclimate to the NFL. You don't want the pressure of your head coach on your back. So uh, nothing says we have to squeeze every Redskins detail into this podcast. We've got all <laughs> summer, but anything else on either of your guys' mind about the Skins at this at this point? I mean, obviously, I think the Trent Williams situation is is, is incredibly important. Uh, it goes with that. I mean, th- to me, the left guard spot. Was is, is, is remains troubling. I'm sort of stunned that they didn't make a stronger push to fix that. They did draft a couple of kids. I don't buy, I don't buy that Eric Flowers, one of the biggest busts ever at, at, at a tackle spot for a top 10 pick, mm-hmm. is the answer. We'll see, but I doubt it. But the fact that now you're compounding it with no Trent Williams at this point, I mean, it's a long way to go before we get to training camp, let alone week one. So, we'll see. Is Trent Williams going to... He's got, I think, like around $25 million on the books coming to him over the next two years. The last year, there's not a lot of guarantees, so the Redskins could let him go. But nonetheless, if he doesn't show up, he's letting a lot of money slip away. So, is he really going to hold out to uh, to, to not get his money? And if you're the Redskins, you know, a year ago you had Ty and Secchi there. If Trent Williams sat out, you'd be like, "Well, look, we'd rather have Trent Williams, but right. we have a guy. Oh, they don't have anything. No. I mean, th- there's nothing proven on that left side at all. So that is a massive difference to go from a guy who's arguably the best tackle in football." 
he's got injury issues and things like that, to go from that to crazy uncertainty. And even if he holds out but comes back week one, that means you're going through the entire training camp and preseason without this guy there. And that's still problematic. So I just think that is going to be such a huge huge concern. The Redskins haven't had a holdout. I got years. I, I mean, Sean Gilbert was maybe the last one. That was forever wow. ago. Yeah. What a pull that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so th- th- I just think that how that story plays out once we get to training camp is going to be, uh, I think, the, the big thing. And I think you, you put that on top of trying to extend Brandon Scherf at the same time. That's the, the, the funny part about the timing of this is that they are trying to work something out with Scherf so you can keep him for the long term. These are the two linchpins of your offensive line at this point, at your best right guard and your best left tackle. And trying to, you know, extend them both at the same time, to say the least, is a daunting task. You know, it was enough to try to get Scherf. Scherf was probably going to be, you know, amenable to some terms. But when you put Trent on top of that, trying to get both of those extended in the same offseason potentially is a rough spot. I got a lot of confidence in Eric Schaefer. I think he's creative enough to make it happen. But for the timing to come on top of when they're trying to extend Scherf and keep him long-term, that just compounds what they're already going through. It's going to be an interesting situation throughout the summer. Who's who's going to call whose bluff? How are they going to handle it? Are they going to call his bluff and just say, okay, whatever, sit down? Well, call or me. How they how are they going to go about doing it? How is he going to go about doing it? Ben mentioned, you know, you're leaving money on the table after a while when you don't show up to these, you know, camp and all these different things. And how is he going to play it? He's going to continue throughout the summer going into training camp. Is he going to try to potentially levy on Bellet and, and take it into the uh, the regular season? Who's going to handle it which way? Is has, it's going to be interesting to see. I hope it doesn't go that far. Well, I was going to say, think it'll go that call, far. Call me naive, but, but but I believe the language in the reports. I vow not to return. He vows not to return. Is that just that's very strong? Just garbage. I mean, we haven't heard him say that. Exactly. Those have been the reports. Now he also has not come out and denied right. those reports. So we'll take it as 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 fact. Uh, you know, look, the Redskins supposedly. There was a uh, I forget the, the the guy's name, but there was a, a a veteran tackle that somebody released last week. The Redskins he they got claimed by the Cardinals. Supposedly yeah. the Redskins were the other team that that put the, in the for kid that from player. Cleveland, D- Desmond. Yeah, from the Browns. I would say Desmond Howard, but that's no, not right. no, no. I, I don't remember. He was undrafted free agent. The Cardinals claimed. Yeah, right. had a yeah. lot of off season things. And, and so look, I mean, the Redskins could easily say, oh, well, we just needed more depth, which they do. But it was like, oh, well, that's the first chance to possibly get somebody else. They did go for somebody. So you know, they. they they may be. They may take it very seriously. You know, look. It's just everybody's in a tough spot trading him right now. For what? Uh, you know, even if you got a, a reasonable draft pick compensation, you still Isn't won't it? have a guy to play no. left right. tackle that you could feel good about. So, yeah, he may he may say that a lot. But when the time comes, if the Redskins ultimately don't budge, he's got twelve million bucks sitting there that he's not going to. He's get. not going to miss game checks. You really think no, he is? I doubt it. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I suspect ultimately he would have to. I guess he would give up, but like I said, even if he just sits out all through training camp, that stinks for the Redskins. I mean, we don't. I mean, Jaron Christian, even if he comes back in time for training camp, he looked lost last year. We have no idea what to make of him. You're not moving Morgan Moses to that side because then you still have an issue on the right side. Right, okay. I think if it goes that far, don't be surprised if you hear the name Donald Penn mentioned because that's a left tackle that's been around for a while. He's still on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's looking for money wise, but he's still there. 
If it he's, comes to camp like, and he doesn't have a job, he won't be looking for much money wise. Right. Yeah. And and that's you know, it's it's not Trent Williams, but he is a former all pro. I don't know how many steps he's lost, but he could be there. What do you need Trent to see? What do you need to see from Trent? In August? I mean, realistically. Not much. Health. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I mean, Trent doesn't need to be in Richmond. No, but for the core, see, the thing is, you're bringing in no matter who it is, unless it's your boy McCoy, if it pulls off some sort of miracle. No matter who it is, it's going to be a new quarterback to this system and to this team, to this offensive line. Right. That is your best. That's a good point. That, that's your blind side. Mm-hmm. And they have to feel some sort of a, a comfortability there with Trent as your blind side. So they have to have some sort of rapport, mm-hmm. whether it be preseason, whether it be practice, whatever it is. It's going to be iffy still because Trent is who he is. That's, that's fine. But with either Haskins or uh, – Keenum. Keenum. I forgot his name. It's late in the day for me. <laughs> Keenum, oh, you know, they, they're new. Yeah. So they, they're going to have to get that, that chemistry and just plopping them in there either one on week one is not going to turn out well. I'll throw this yeah. out. Has the Kevin Durant injury changed the whole face of what's going on in the NBA now? Which team is going to pay not only to get him but to wait to get him? And then if we can somehow wedge that into the Wizards, I don't know. That's kind of an acrobatic trick. Well, nobody yeah, but, is going to get him from the Wizards because they don't have a GM yeah. yet. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, but I mean, you and the answer is yes, it's completely changed the, the trajectory for, for a lot of teams, or at least in theory has. And it also does impact the Wizards. Uh, broadly with Durant, whether he was going, I mean, the, well, let's not discount the NBA finals themselves. The Golden State won, uh, you know, at the time we're talking, the series is still alive, but. Um, you know, it seems hard for me to see how Golden State can do enough to to win two more games. They just don't have a ton of offense. And not that Durant played a lot in that game, but even those those eleven points he gave them was more than they were getting from a lot of supporting cast. You could if, argue they won that game the other night because of him, him playing. Right. I mean, he, 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 he that start that they got yeah, was right. because of him. Yeah. They needed two things: stop turning the ball over, and they're getting killed on the boards. And if you have, you know, when you have Steph and Clay, when they make those shots, they look great when they're going in. But when you're pulling from almost half court and all behind the, the, the on the baseline behind, those are terrible shots when they're not falling. But they're getting killed on the boards and they are turning the ball over at a ridiculous rate. And I don't care who you have shooting threes, you're not going to beat the Toronto like that. I don't care what they're doing. The uh, but and but sort of sort of the two ways this connects to the Wizards. One, so if Toronto does win the series, they only need one more win. Does that make it more likely that Ka- Kawhi Leonard decides to resign to go for the back to back? Seems mm-hmm. logical that it would. With that yeah. guy, I'm not. I have no idea. I don't think anybody does. You can't get a read on him at all. <laughs> right? Not at all. But if you put the certain logic, okay, we just won a title. Let's go for it again. If he stays, then the odds of Masai Ujiri, the the president of basketball ops, who the Wizards right. have been clearly the Wizards are waiting on to some degree. I, I reported the other day that they may be willing to offer a, a huge package to lure him here to to run their whole show. If Kawhi stays, the odds of Masai Ujiri staying mm-hmm. jump up as well logically. So that would that could potentially and then the Wizards would have to they're still in this GM search and they go back to square one from the player standpoint. Going back to Durant. Uh, look, wh- whatever team Durant plays for next year or signs with, he's not going to be playing. 
So right. if he went to the Knicks hypothetically, you know what, what or what else are the Knicks going to going to do? Or team or free agents going to sign there, knowing Durant won't play next year, potentially therefore quote unquote wasting a year. Maybe not, but therefore the Knicks might look to make a trade. That brings in a guy like Bradley Beal because the Knicks have a lot of assets. If the Wizards are thinking, well, longer term, we need to build towards the future. Of course, again, they don't have a GM right now, so I can't begin to tell you what their plan is. But I mean, that's one way that things could connect with the Wizards, just because other teams are going to be scrambling if they don't get Kevin Durant, they don't get Anthony Davis, or even if they do, they may want to look to get other pieces. And Bradley Beal is going to be an attractive one that they may attach. So Kevin Durant, in ways that I didn't even get into, really affects so many teams in the league. It's it's sad that he got hurt. Hope for the best. It's fascinating, though, for what it does for the league, and to some degree, the Wizards are, are involved there. It's um, it's amazing because now you could look at it a couple ways with Durant. He's got his option, right, for next year. So he could rehab in Golden State. This is if he's not upset with them for whatever right. reason, mm-hmm. regardless how, you know, how it all went down. He could get his $31 million, rehab next year in Golden State, and not play and be fine and just get, collect his money there. He's going to get his money from somewhere. He's going to get paid, period. If it he opts out. So what does that do for, let's say, like like Kyrie? If it's Kyrie and KD, you still going as a as a, as a package or do or teams like not as... It depends on you know it depends on the team. If you go to if you let's say you go to a team that they they're not they're kind of on the cusp, and you can if you bring in a package with Kyrie and KD, but you still have some pieces there that's already pre-existing, and you can still win some games. You can wait, or if you go to a terrible team, they say, "Well, we're going to suck anyway, yeah. so we'll wait." I mean, it works either way. He's going to get paid either way, and whoever gets him, they'll be happy to wait. I don't, I don't yeah, I really still, see anyone I agree. shying away yeah. from KD. If you're going to it, it, put LeBron in there, let's say if, if that was LeBron in that situation, do you think anybody would shy away from waiting? And if you're going to get LeBron, I'll wait. Yeah, I mean, even I'm though cool, it's one of the worst patient. basketball injuries to have, it is. I still think people are going to. The, the reports are that he teams are are not going to shy away from giving him the max contract no, even not. now. So, um, so that's interesting. But again, like you know, if you're Anthony Davis and you're willing to go play for the Knicks hypothetically, but Kevin Durant's not going to play next year, well, then what? You're going to the Knicks to waste another year to, when yeah. you know yeah. you can't realistically right. win. I mean, that and same with Kyrie, even and that that's where that dynamic changes. So it's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. The NBA is never boring, and uh, yeah, like in terms of the Wizards, I, you know. I can come up with all. I mean, it would take a, another forty minutes to discuss all the potential options they have. But until we know anything about the direction that they want to go in, it's really just th- guessing at this point as to what they would want to do. I'm really, really leaning to the Are fact. Are they going to trade Bradley Beal? I would hope not, but I can't rule it out. I'm really think, leaning ben? to the point where they're going to. Is keep... that on the table? It probably is. Logically, it's on the table. That's so that, that's the only person. That's the only asset they have to move if they want to make a rebuild. Right. Remind me, am I correct? Wasn't Ted Leonsis months ago in? Well, not about this studio, but in your studio, saying we will never tank. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. The famous so, famous last. And we will not there. trade John Wall, Bradley Beal, or Otto Porter. Right. Well. So so, so the Otto Porter thing, I give Ted a slight pass <laughs> with John Wall, but. The idea of we're never going to tank, okay, then you can't trade Bradley Beal. Because exactly. the reality is, unless you're getting back veterans, which would be not the reason to do it, right. you're getting back young players and picks, you will be bad next year. Right. Which is not necessarily the the wrong move. Right. I would try to keep Beal, but like 
you have to look at the realistic situation. John Wall is probably not playing next year. The next year, the ceiling for next year is limited, which means Beal would only have one year left on his one, deal. Right. How much at you that point waste are you? Are you yeah, Beal. Right. At that point, are you sure he's going to resign? If not, you have to trade him. But if you're going to trade him, then you're better off trading him now, now with right. two years. So there's a lot to consider. But yeah, that's the thing. Even without the GM, what is the ownership willing to accept? Are they willing to accept the step back to go three steps forward down the line, or did you know? Are they not? And to those words, we will never tank. I don't personally view trading Bradley Beal as tanking. That's no. a whole different. Sure, he, that's, he, more, that's a rebuild. It's a step forward rebuild, not a tank. Yeah, he kind of turned tanking into a four-letter word with the, the way he phrased it then. But yeah, that's the thing. We don't know the, what they're willing to accept um, as a franchise going forward. I think they stay with the. And we're going to end up with the guy, the Shepherd, that that's the interim right yeah. now. I think he's doing all of this. He's been at the combine. He's doing these. Uh, it's it's he's unbelievable. Doing, he's doing everything. He's been overseas. They're doing the these pre-draft thing. workouts. He's doing everything. Have you been to any of them yet? Uh, I was there Monday. Is it is it just Tommy overseeing the whole thing? Yeah, it's actually. I mean, actually, it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you can already feel the effects of not having Ernie Grunfeld there historically. We as in the media saw squat. We'd get to see guys shooting around a little bit at the yeah, end. At the end, I remember that. But we actually, yes, uh, Monday got to watch again. Uh, it's 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 uh, you know it's not getting behind the the the, the scenes of uh, you know Fort. Zion's workout. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's not getting into Fort Knox and yeah. seeing or getting into where, 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 out in Roswell where the aliens are. You're watching <laughs> guys compete though. You're watching guys right. go three on three, playing up and down the court. You, you, you know, you're getting a sense of how they're working them out and. Just that it does feel a little bit looser over there compared to before with Ernie, who kept a tighter, a tighter leash on things. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a sign of, of Tommy's influence so far. But um, yeah, you know, uh, for, for I will say also like they haven't been bringing in a lot of first round picks yeah. yet. They've actually yeah. brought in none at this point. Mm-hmm. They're having one guy come in tomorrow. I mean, or on Thursday. That is, I was told by at least one agent that the they're not sending their clients to the Wizards. Even as potential lottery picks, because does the workout mean anything if you don't actually even know who's making the decision? Right. So they're just saying no for now, and therefore not got. Some will eventually. A couple guys will come, but not as much as normal. And I think that's why it makes sense just to keep Tommy. Why would you go through this far in this process with him overseeing what's going on during this draft? I think process they really thought now? Conley was coming, right? They probably did. They, they uh, offered him. I mean, they probably. No, did. I know that. But I mean, do you think they? they I, I mean, that's kind of what I. But you know what? Why would you if he's if Tommy's going this far? Why would you even if your jury came? You're changing everything mm-hmm. at the last minute because who knows how if their two visions mix? Who they brought in? Right. Because I don't want to. Why would you work off this guy? No, you should have brought in that guy. Why? Right. There's something to be said at this point in the off season for continuity to bring in someone else. Just to kind of maybe blow everything up and change the philosophy of what you're looking for in the draft during the middle of the going towards the summer, that doesn't make any sense. Just keep it the way it is. But it's it's the Wizards, and that would be too much like right. And I think you know some of the people. I'm not. A lot of people would think that he's going to be another Ernie. Because he came up, I guess. Tommy, yeah, I think that's Ernie. the biggest thing. But I guess maybe what Ben just said, the fact that you, the media is seeing more. Yeah. Maybe he's saying, look, I'm, I'm not him. I came up through him, but I'm my own person. I don't know. I, I agree with you, the fact that they were probably all in on Connolly. And when he stayed in Denver, yeah. they were kind of like, oh, damn, what do we do now? And now, so they throw everything towards your jury. And if he wins a championship, what would he come here for? Right. 
That would make no sense. So, I mean, you're probably in the by default with the guy that's been doing it the entire, this whole, this whole time. So why not? Good seeing all you guys. And Ben, we look forward to all your reporting on both teams this year, rest uh, of this year. I appreciate that. Yes, please uh, please keep clicking, reading the articles. My boss <laughs> uh, seem to like that for some reason. So I, pre- yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine why. I appreciate the invite as always. No, same here. We I'll see you, in seeing Rich- you. See you in Richmond. Ben Standig of NBC Sports Washington. Follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP. Mobile app, just tap listen. For Ben and Jamal and Chris and George, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, may God help us.